guys his chart, like I wouldn't want to fuck with this guy. I don't know what she knew. I, the story was ridiculous. Um, I, I literally was like, I, I was literally like, I think I have whiplash because <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, seriously, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, like I might be getting too deep, too fast here, but like intuitively at first I was like, she's lying. She's lying. She's lying. She's lying. She's lying. And then, I, but then I'm like, okay, why? But then I took a step back and I was like, wait a minute. I feel like it's like, it's funny that this is playing around in the same time as a free Britney thing, right? Like where mm-hmm. Britney all along was like, I'm fine guys. I'm fine guys. I'm fine guys. Cause she couldn't say anything until she got in front of a lawyer to really tell the truth. Everybody knows that I'm a million dollar diamond. I'm reckless, offensive. I destroy your defenses. My guest list is priceless. And yes, I run a tight ship. Hi guys, welcome back to Slightly Spiritual. So I'm so excited. I literally have been nerding out over this for like the last week since we decided to do this. So I don't know if anybody else here, well, I know for a fact that actually a lot of our listeners, like, I don't know if it's like weird or not also listen or watch Real Housewives, specifically Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and are following what has been going on with Erica and Tom Girardi. Nobody knows what to believe, what to do. Um, And obviously, I I love to talk about it. I love to talk about Real Housewives. um, And so does Cindy. So obviously, we had to drag two of our other favorite people into this and welcome them back to talk a little bit of shit but also talk a lot about astrology and what the fuck has been going on with Erica and Tom so of course we have back Lauren O'Connell the modern astrologer thank you thank you thank you um who is literally our astrology goddess and we have Maggie Kelly from Best of Bravo who it's no secret that I'm like kind of secretly obsessed with her um but it's like kind of weird to like tell her that here so I'm sorry but Thanks everyone for doing this with us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> um, okay, wait. So everybody obviously watched the last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to ask, like right off the bat, this last episode, Erica and Tom, she like Erica came out with like all this stuff, and like there were so many flashbacks, and the story I feel like about Tom and the car accident literally changed like four times. Like I left that episode. I felt like I had gotten into a car accident and then I didn't know what to believe. So I want to know, like, what is the hot take? What does everybody here think? Like right off the bat before, I guess, like we dive into astrologically what was going on with Erica and Tom. You know, I, um, I really don't believe her. Like, I just, I can't, I find it hard to believe. I don't know what she knew. I, the story was ridiculous. Um, I, I literally, was like, I, I was literally like, I think I have whiplash because <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, seriously, what the fuck are you talking about? You're saying like that he f- drove off a cliff and no one heard about it. So you drove off a cliff and then lay there for 12 hours, but he, you called him or he called you and then you, but you found him. You thought he was the mistress. Like none of it made sense. Um, I don't know if she's telling the story to make us believe that he has dementia. Um, I just don't really believe Erica. I think she's smarter than we think she is. I just, I, I don't know, but I, but then once, but then sometimes I'm like, maybe I do believe that she didn't know everything. I, I'm all over the place. 
Yeah, I'm well, actually with you. Not even going into the astrology yet, because that's where my mind goes always. But just <laughs> that mind off, I was just like, she's definitely trying to manipulate the audience to believe that he mm-hmm. is sicker and more damaged than he might be. <laughs> um, so as she talked, I was like, ooh, there's something she's covering up. She's trying to get on ahead of it with these stories and making sure that the cameras are there. Mm-hmm. That was just my like instinct. Um, mm-hmm. I looked into the chat. Cindy, how also, did you feel about it? Well, like I might be getting too deep too fast here, but like intuitively at first I was like, she's lying. She's lying. She's lying. She's lying. She's lying. And then, I, but then I'm like, okay, why? But then I took a step back and I was like, wait a minute. I feel like it's like, it's funny that this is playing around in the same time as a free Britney thing, right? Like where mm-hmm. Britney all along was like, I'm fine guys. I'm fine guys. I'm fine guys. Cause she couldn't say anything until she got in front of a lawyer to really tell the truth. And Erica, mm-hmm. I went back and watched a bunch of episodes. She was hinting along. She's like, I can't tell things or I can't tell the full story. Like she's kind of hinting that like, there's more to basically this entire thing, like this entire thing. And I think part of it is she's trying to get money out of Tom. So like, what good is it going to do if she's smearing his name everywhere or really telling the truth if it makes him look bad because he controls all the money and their divorce is not settled yet. At least I don't think someone can correct me, but like, she's still trying to probably cover her ass so she can get some money out of him because if that, that way he can't say, well, you completely like, you know, screwed me in the media because the way she's kind of covering up for him still, I think she's doing it so that she can save her own butt in the end. I don't know. That, yeah, that's think, my intuition. I think she's still a little scared of him and either they're yeah. contriving this together or she's definitely, even though she's like, she's manipulatively perfectly talking shit about him, but also protecting him with mm-hmm. the, yeah. the things she's saying. So uh-huh. I kind of feel like she is still very afraid of this man. Maybe they're canoodling behind the scenes, maybe not, but she feels, yeah, it's, it's a self-protecting thing. Yeah, for sure. Like at the bottom end of the day, that's what I think she's trying to do. I don't know how much it's true or not, but that's, I think her end goal, which I mean, you can't blame her. I mean, he's a pretty, well, he used to be a really powerful guy. I don't know what's happening now. Dude, guys, his chart, like I wouldn't want to fuck with this guy. He fucked himself over. Like, I mean, not, not, I don't even want to say after maybe after all, I don't know, but just based off of like, I don't know if you guys watched, was it the housewife and the hustler? Oh, I thought, oh my God, I was like, he is like really like terrible. And if she knew about this, like she's terrible too. Well, the eclipses fucked him and it's like, not before we deep dive, just know eclipses build on each other. The first round of eclipses is what we're watching filming now that they preluded to in that episode. Mm. Um, It was like the second one with the great conjunction. And then the second the second hit eclipses are when the housewife and a hustler came out. Oh my God. Wait, Maggie, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say like, regardless if she knew or not the way she's acted, like after she, I'm just like the constant, like self-promotion, the constant posting, she's not shown one ounce of like remorse for like, if my husband that I was married to for so long, this came out and it's obviously true that this happened. I feel horrible. I'd be like orphans and widows, like of all people in the world to steal from. Two thing, two people you probably don't want to steal from would be an orphan and a widow. I would think those are pretty high on my list. And I'm like, she just isn't, I just don't think she's sorry. I don't think she cares. And I think it's just showing her true colors, like coming through. And I'm not a big Erica fan to begin with. So this might be different if I was a big fan with her, of her, you know, before this came out, but mm-hmm. I just, I, I did, I've never loved her as a housewife. So 
for me, I'm just like, you're not acting remorseful, like literally at all. It's just shocking. I don't know. It's even shocking because she tends to err on the side of like very calculated. And you would think she would add that into her calculations to be a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, I think for me and then Lauren, I'm going to like turn this over to you to start deep diving. And then like all you're going to hear me like say is like, <gasps> um, but for me at first I was like, okay, that's shitty. Like, I don't know, like men can be obviously like anyone can be abusive and like, you never know, right. If you're abused or like emotionally abused, like whatever it is. And then when she got to Kyle's house in this last episode and she walked in and she did that thing where like, she put her hand on her forehead and she's like, it's not going to be okay for a long time. I was like, if I just came from like a court, I don't know. I just think about like how emotional I get, like not in those situations, but around like other shit and like that reaction. And I was like, I'm not like all glammed up. Like, oh, I'm not going to be okay for a long time. I don't know. It just felt that to me, like just felt orchestrated and fake and like very, 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 like going back to the word calculated, like very calculated. And so she's worried about how it's going to affect her. Yeah. yeah. I, that's what I think. And like, it just is maybe because she's been in this abusive type relationship for so mm-hmm. long that yeah. that's why she's so worried about herself. I mean, like now she finally gets to kind of say her truth, but not all of it because of the courts and all that stuff. But yeah, it's just, she's just, I feel like she's a different person this whole season, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh yeah, she's acting, dressing her. I don't know. It's just the whole thing is just weird. It's just weird. I'm with you guys. Sorry. I'm drinking rosé with ice in it right now. Like the very classy person that I am. Um, nothing but class over here, you guys. Uh, (laughs) okay. Wait. So also, I love the fact that Kathy Hilton is the one that brought up the eclipses, like the same person that was like, wait, who's hunky dory. And like, is running around with like the massive like candle. And like, she just honestly like steals the show for me. It's the only reason I'm still watching. Agreed. <laughs> I love her so much. She's the, she's the best thing I think to happen to Bravo since like Bravo started. My God, they're so lucky. <laughs> they really are so lucky. Like they've been trying to get her for years, I think. And I don't know. Yeah. I'm so happy she finally agreed to it. I love her. Um. Wait. Okay. So before I officially turn this over to Lauren, make Lauren the full boss here of all three of us additional people on here. Um, Maggie, I know you have a lot of like Intel. Is there anything that you have heard or like that's being discussed, I guess, like in the Bravo communities or like on the Bravo Instagrams that like you've picked up about Erica and Tom or like anything going on there? Is it all just kind of like common knowledge now? Um, I mean, a lot of it's common knowledge. I I think that, um, I do think all the girls like still believe Erica for what I understand and, they still are like supporting her, um, which is interesting. It's going to be interesting if it comes out that she did have anything to do with this and see how they react yeah. then. Um, you know, I, I'm also, I'm a like Kyle defender. So, mm-hmm. and like Lisa Rinna, I love her too. So I'm like, oh, I, I love them. Love them. And I, I we'll, 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 we'll just see because I, I don't hear a whole lot more, I think, than what's public right now, just because I feel like a lot's out and then everyone's just so confused as to what's even going on. I mean, every, a lot of people are like, oh, Tom had a ton of mistresses over the years, which 
I mean, I think we all kind of knew that. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just very interesting because I truly don't really know what to think throughout this whole thing. So, and I think a lot of people feel that way. So I think I would say you and me both, I don't know what the proper way to say is like you and all three of us both, but yes, (laughs) (laughs) Lauren, I'm turning this over to you now and then we'll jump in where necessary, but you're the only one that knows what the F we're actually talking about. Well, feel to feel free to jump in anytime. <laughs> oh, we will. Trust me. <laughs> I'm an avid Bravo watcher, but I'm not, I don't follow their Instagrams or know kind of like the back stuff like you guys do. Okay. So, um, that could be helpful. But I just want to briefly tell you gals about both of them, like a couple of tidbits about both of their charts as individuals maybe as them as a pair and then mainly what's playing out right now in the sky. So um, just for everybody that's not really big astrology, like knowledge people, which is totally normal. We have our birth charts that doesn't change. We're always evolving and up leveling. Um, I look at astrology as high vibe and low vibe. So if you have a certain placement, you could definitely utilize it in a low vibe or high vibe based on that person's free will. And then transits are what's going on on in the sky currently and how that impacts your chart, which is what really set off this for them was the eclipses, the way it hit Tom's chart. So in a nutshell, like Erica, I feel like I have more empathy knowing her chart. That's kind of where I always err because when I see people's chart, it at least makes sense why why they are the way they are. And we didn't have the time for either of them, but luckily Erica had an astrologer on um, the Bravo. And so I remember she's the cancer rising. Um, so thank God for that, because that makes really good sense with her chart. And so she's a cancer sun, cancer rising and Aquarius moon. And I always say, if people have cancer rising, there's something to do with the nurturer or mother involved for better or worse. So then we look at their moon. Her moon is in the eighth house conjunct the North node. So she has a lot of issues around being able to express her emotions, feeling like she was nurtured, feeling like she was um, supported. And so there's a big lack there that takes on the rising, how she takes on life. We all know that she's very guarded, right? And with the moon in the eighth house, I have that. Cindy's a cancer rising. We have like, you're describing my life. Oh my God. (laughs) Now I have more sympathy for her. Yeah, exactly. I'm cancer moon. Does that count for anything? Yes, of course, because cancers. You're like, yeah, just not here. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But what's interesting is, so she's very intuitive and empathetic. And she's very guarded in a way that I would say she's feeling more things. um, And she's definitely with the North Node and Moon conjunct, guys, this is rare. Um, I won't get into explaining it high level, but just know when you have that, a big thing in your life is you can feel, um, you know, the low vibe of it, you can be manipulated by people and be surrounded by toxic people. She's talked about that in the past. Mm-hmm. She can attract a lot of drama. The high vibe of it is very magnetic, very popular in the public sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, getting in touch with emotions is kind of her life path. And she has started talking about mental health, getting on medication, going to therapy, And so she's really embracing this emotional side of her that's been very closed off for so long. 
So that I think she's going towards in a beautiful way. Um, but she definitely with this placement in the eight is very susceptible to um, kind of being like a spotlight for toxicity. <laughs> um, it's in the eighth house of shared resources with partner. So she's very much, when moon is with North node, we tend to um, seek other people to lead us through life is the vibe um, earlier. And then we really get activated around late thirties, early forties, and we kind of can take the lead. And that's probably if we look back at the timeline when she started doing her own stuff. Mm -hmm. But just to mention that because it does describe her as much more of an empath, an emotional, very emotional person, but mm -hmm. is an Aquarius able to detach from emotions very well. Um, but it's sitting in that eighth house, guys. She's deep. She's got Venus, the planet of love in the 12th house. And sometimes when you see that, you have clandestine type of loves, very secret behind the scenes. And so she definitely keeping her and Tom's relationship very secretive. We're finally getting a little like glimpse in it, but we've all seen it like on the episodes when he would shut her down. They're doing all oh, those yeah. now. Mm -hmm. But like I knew for years, I'm like, this bitch is miserable. She is yeah. fake. Um so yeah. I love when Kathy Hilton called her out recently too and was like, you're actually like real smiling versus like faking it, like how mm. she's been in the past too. I don't even remember that. Remember I've been binging for the past 24 hours. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it happened, guys. I swear it happened. Literally, as Lauren's talking, I'm like, that's what I'm like, just so you guys know, and I know listeners, you can't see us, but I like take notes during the episode so that I can write like a recap for the description. But like everything you're saying, I'm like, I don't know what to choose to write down because <laughs> it, it makes so, like, and I know I'm like, you're probably so fucking sick of people telling you this, but like it comes out of your mouth and I'm like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. Like it really, it makes so much sense. Yeah. She, it, and she's preluded to it when people, when you have moon in the eighth and I can attest to this, I have this, I don't have it with North node and Mars and Aquarius. That's a mm -hmm. lot. But when you have moon in the eighth, you feel very deeply, you empathize to a fault sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. And you won't open up emotionally yourself unless people ask. So you mm -hmm. notice when people really are invested in Erica and they really, you can tell she trusts them. That's a big eighth house moon thing. Mm -hmm. When you feel trust um, on the other end and you're able to be vulnerable, then she slowly will give her nuggets of truth. She has been opening up on the show. And I think she even said recently, like, you know, if people ask, I'll tell you. I'm just not going to yeah. love it. And that's the epitome of moon in the eighth. Okay. Yeah. She feels a lot. She's actually very nurturing herself. We don't know too much about her son, but she gets really emotional. I remember that. Um, mm -hmm. She's her purpose, guys. Um, she's got South Node in Leo, so the flair is normal ingrained in her. But she's actually supposed to go, go towards like, um, you know, it makes sense with the cast. You're a part of a group, not just a standalone. But she's supposed to be advocating for people, helping. Um, so I, I hope this turns her around in a really lovely way where she becomes, um, I don't know, she, she needs to kind of be one of many rather than the star. I think she's a little bit in her south node being a little selfish about how this is impacting her. I will say that Saturn rules her relation, her marriage partner house, and she's got a lot of Saturn stuff going on in the sky that is making her life hell. 
So AKA Tom is making her life hell. In Tom's chart, just to give you guys a short glimpse, this man has Saturn square Pluto, Mars opposed Pluto and Mars square Saturn in his birth chart. This is what's dubbed him um, like, I don't know, if he, like bulldog vibes in the courtroom. Like mm. he is resilient as hell. Ruthless is kind of the word for all three of those. Um, mm. Extremely driven, um, extremely stubborn <laughs> um, and determined to succeed. Cause these are squares. Squares can be, um, if you work hard and you have a great outlet, it can be great power. But if not, it can bring out really low vibes. And so what happens, it aids him well in his career. He's very stubborn, resilient to win cases, right? Mm. But in his life, if he goes into low vibe, these are placements for harbored resentments, um, control, manipulation, mm. abuse. I mean, it doesn't mean if you have these placements, you're going to be like that, but you can yeah. flip into that. And um, he he's not somebody that will back down. Um, so mm. I can understand the way Erica describes him. She is not over-exaggerating. He mm. is not somebody that you would want to go against because he would get kind of nasty low vibe. Um, the high vibe of these placements is really magnetic and powerful and like very resilient. So we see how that can be a very good thing in his past. Um, he also has Venus with Uranus and Neptune. So he is romantic. I feel like their story guys, their compatibility is actually very sweet and romantic. Um, I think it just kind of teetered towards, you know, he got bored with it or sick of it. Mm -hmm. And she started waking up to her own truths and didn't need him as much. And maybe he felt that and tried to control it more. I don't know. Um, I would be curious to know Tom's upbringing. I feel like he might've had a lot of criticism and stifling in his life is my guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Cindy, you can like tune into that, but, um, I feel like, yeah, he, he had to be like that, but what's interesting, what's going on now and what made me, when I was watching that episode and Kathy mentioned the eclipse, I go, oh my God, this is the December <laughs> with the great conjunction. Um, so for those that don't know, eclipses in astrology are major pivots for all of us. And where it hits your personal chart will tell you where your life is trying to pivot. So it's very karmic. Sometimes um, they can come with stress, but it's usually to pivot you towards the direction you're supposed to go. And so we had an eclipse on November 29th of 2020 and December 14th of 2020. They come in twos. One is a full moon, one is a new moon. And then right after that second eclipse, we have the great conjunction, which is, you know, a big deal. Saturn and Jupiter got together. And the first eclipse, that full moon one, which usually is an ending, it's tension, was directly on his son. And when that happens, that's the ego identity. Something got stripped away from him. And in his chart at the time, Saturn was squaring Saturn and Saturn was opposing Pluto. This is not a positive eclipse for him. And now we all know why. <laughs> but when an eclipse falls right on your sun and it's a harsh eclipse, um, that can be a, a tough ending, but it doesn't mean that for everybody. You have to look at the whole thing. With Saturn square Saturn, your back's up against the wall and Saturn op opposed Pluto. It's like things hidden below the surface are coming out to play. 
you can't hide from it. Um, and oh, then shit. the great conjunction was directly on his Mars, which is amazing. So out of, so it gets not nerd out too much, but out of 360 points, guy, <laughs> it fell on one exact point that would rules his like fighting spirit. So he felt under attack. With Erica, these eclipses were activating in her seventh house of marriage. So when you're married and you have eclipses in the seventh or eighth, sometimes it plays out for your partner. And this mm-hmm. eclipse hitting her, you know, with Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto in the seventh house. And when Saturn's ruling, moving through the seventh, you can get stressed in the relationship. Um, and so that great conjunction was in the seventh mm-hmm. house. So what I like to look at is that first round of eclipses, that first one, November 29th was massive mm-hmm. for Tom. That's probably, I don't know the dates, but that probably started the stirrings. We are watching the episode. I'm guessing that's the December eclipse because she mentioned the 600 year thing. And that's the great conjunction, which was a, within the same week. And then the next round of eclipses. So eclipses happen in threes. And they usually build on a story. So the first mm-hmm. hit in Gemini and Sag were those ones that we're seeing on TV. The next hit is this past May and June. And that's when the Housewives and the Hustlers came out. Mm. Oh the my third, God. Yeah. And then third and final, and this is what I think will bring this to culmination, is November 19th of 2021 and December 4th of 2021. So we're going to get some answers around that time. So I don't know if you gals know anything about timelines with the courts or anything, but something's coming up and it doesn't look super good for Erica. She's definitely going to be silenced with Saturn opposed her Mercury, but she's going to have a lot of Jupiter and Mars squares, which is like fighting. And if she, if she tries to go on the attack, I don't think she would win, but if she stays calm, I think she'll be okay. Yeah. But she's not she definitely isn't had nothing to do in my opinion based on the astrology had nothing to do with this in the beginning i don't know Mm. i'm sure she's entangled in it and not like innocent at the same time Mm. but i really think it it's he definitely is this toxic hold on her unfortunately but he is going to at the end of this year Neptune opposed Neptune, Jupiter sex. This, this is, you can't make this up. December 4th eclipse is exactly opposing his son. Like something's going on for him around this time. And for her, we always look at Saturn, which rules for her, her husband. And Saturn goes direct on October 10th. So I'm thinking this fall, um, starting in October, and then those two eclipses are kind of like that third and final of these these things. And we have to look at the eclipses because the first eclipse that started coming out, the second is the documentary. Oh, oh my God. And so wow. this third one's gonna be big. I don't I don't know what it'll be, but yeah, Erica basically has a chart where she's gonna be going through huge extremes reversals big changes her whole life and if she takes that in a high vibe it it makes for great you know 
transformations in big ways. Like she leapt from, you know, dancer to um, marrying somebody rich to then making her own name of herself. But if this chart of hers gets too much in the low vibe, it can be very much um, an unhealthy, addictive type of obsession, paranoid, paranoid suspicious mm -hmm. mental health stuff. I would just, and this is purely, this is not based on astrology at all or like anything fancy, but I would hate to see her go low vibe because I think she has so much potential and like, like you said, like advocating for others, like all of those like amazing things. It just, it's so hard, like watching this season and trying to weigh like what's the truth, what's twisted, like, or what's false. And also thinking about past seasons where like Maggie said, it's, and I don't dislike her at all. It just is, you don't really know anything about her. Like she never really shares anything or it's always kind of her like going on the attack um, like, I really want to hope that she goes into the high vibe, but I just, I like, I just don't know. I don't know if I like see that. And it's so weird too, because this is like a long time ago, like the year before she was on Real Housewives, I was lucky enough. I got to meet her and interview her when I had a fashion blog and I got to go see her in concert in Boys Town in Chicago. And it was phenomenal. And I met like, what is his name? Mickey, like or whoever the guy is that like, what was his name, Maggie? Mikey. Mikey. I, I wasn't that far. Um, but like so nice, so humble, so sweet, like all of them. So like to see her in this light now, you're kind of like, wait, like what happened? You know what I mean? I don't know. Interesting. I, that's crazy that you uh, interviewed her of that. Yeah. Mikey, he actually watches my stories um, just about every day. So Aww. he uh, definitely saw my Erica like rant with the car the other day so Mikey yeah I wonder if he's still on her payroll I'm curious about that I wonder too like as our you know how she talked about when you lose your money people leave I wonder if those people mm -hmm. stuck with her or not I would love to know that I don't know I mean I think about it like I've done the calculations in my head and I think the highest paid real housewife on tv is Bethany Frankel and I think she was a million dollars Mm -hmm. I don't know I think it was per season so I think about like Beverly Hills and I'm like I just don't know how not to say that I'm, like a million dollars obviously like a shit ton of money but to have like a full staff that you're paying like I don't remember what the number was like forty thousand dollars a month or something I'm like you really can't do that with like that salary so I'm like I'm I'm curious to see how all of that plays out I'm sure. yeah I don't I don't know how much she makes I might I yeah I don't know that, that sometimes the online, the stuff you, the network or the, um, their salaries online, like aren't yeah. always true. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Erica. I think Kyle's probably the highest paid on Beverly Hills. Yeah. Um, that's what I would guess as well. But yeah. And it'd probably be Kathy because she's stealing the show. This season. <laughs> it should be Kathy. <laughs> I know. So, well, and Kathy's technically not a housewife. She's a friend of. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, you know, so like, I don't know what she, they're even giving, they should give her whatever she wants. They should probably didn't even want anything. Like, I don't think she was aware she's on a TV she show. She could give two shit. No, she literally she did. You see her. It's probably like, I mean, she's probably like, whatever, like I'll just do it for, for some fun. Yeah. I guess. Like, yeah. That's I like most know. of them though. I feel like, and that's why like I watch 
I don't know, now like watching Erica and like the cost of it. And like, say, so I know they pay like for their own glam and like their own wardrobe, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I know how much that costs. Like, it's not cheap. And like, I just don't know if you can do that on like solely a Bravo salary. And I think about Kyle and like, she probably doesn't even, you know what I mean? I'm like, obviously, you need to be compensated fairly for what you're doing. And I know it takes a ton of time, but give me a break. Like, Kyle needs the money. Like, she doesn't need it. So it's definitely like interesting just to watch. Erica has a lot of, she's a man gen. So she's got so many. Oh my God. Fingers in the like, we're like the same person. I know. Well, you know, what's Wait, funny. What you say, remember when you had Saturn going over your moon, I was like, you feel no support and you feel yeah. totally alone. She's going through that. I was thinking when you said that, like the no support thing, and I've still been kind of feeling that like the past, I'd say like even six months or like it was in the spring, like March, I felt it real bad. It has not really lightened. And I'm guessing that's how she's felt like since December, January, yeah, like it's literally retrograding right over her moon and her. Oh my God. So it's like, she doesn't feel supported at all. It's in the eighth house of support. Like, I don't think oh. she's going to get anything out of Tom based on this alone. Um, mm -hmm. But then think about in your life too. I mean, you feel a lack of support when Saturn's on your moon, it can bring depression and just feeling mm -hmm. like, ah, and nobody's there for me. And moon is feminine. So she probably doesn't feel like she has much, you know, feminine support as well. But the fact that it's in her eighth. Yeah. I don't think Erica's gonna, she should just like play it by the book. <laughs> Cause I don't think she's gonna get much from him. Hmm. So interesting. And I'm so curious about these dates. Like now I'm going to be like watching these dates, like October 10th is actually my birthday. So I was like, oh. I, I won't forget that one. 30. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I won't forget that yes. one. So I'll be watching what's happening with Erica. Turning 30, you're finishing Saturn return. Oh my God. What does that mean? It's a big deal. It means <laughs> that you're supposed to step into your prime and start a podcast or something, Maggie. <laughs> well, Jesus I know. Christ. I've around with it. Obviously, I've, I've talked to you about it. I mean, I'm I know. I just... I'm going to keep bugging the shit out of you till you do something. You should. I need the. No, I, need I will. The I will. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. So wait, it, it's, Sam's so horrible. So wait, that it, my Saturn's ending. I probably said that wrong. Um, well, everybody goes through Saturn return 28 to 30 and it's big time where you wake up to like, I'm working my ass off. I might as well work towards things that are really in alignment with me. So you tend to work your butt off, but you maybe start something that really is more soul aligned or you up level and work if you are already in a soul aligned career or you change careers or you, whatever you start has legs for longevity, whatever ends needed to end. It's a very karmic time. And from 28 to 29, it feels like a little bit of an uphill battle. You're working your ass off. 29 to 30, you kind of got your wind at the back and you've started these things, these goals, these things you're working hard towards. I don't know where it falls in your chart because I don't see your chart, but that would give more insight. But it's a big Wait. time where you like- I don't know. I'm all curious about myself now. Yeah. <laughs> when did you start Best of Bravo, Maggie? Out of curiosity. Three year, like just about three years ago. So- I'm watching you now. <laughs> I don't know. When was that? 26, I guess I was. Were you just doing it? Did you start it on a whim? Were you just kind of like, I'm bored one day and I feel like starting this? I say I'm super late. I was like, I may as well. I, I, actually, I, I was like, okay. Cause I'm, I have, I'm one of those people. I have a lot of interests. This, I don't know if that's like part of my thing, but like, I have a lot of interests. And so I was like, 
the time I was like, should I do like a Game of Thrones one or like uh-huh. a Harry Potter? Like I love all that stuff too. But I was like, well, it doesn't really make sense because like Game of Thrones is going to end. Harry Potter has ended. And I'm like, bravo, like it's just going to keep going. And I mean, I started because I like to do polls. Like I like the polls on. And um, yeah. there were only a couple accounts then and they really didn't do them that often. And so I started doing it on my personal page. Like I'd be like, do you think James Kennedy, like from Random Herb Rules, like he's like the star of the show and people be like, who's James Kennedy? They didn't care. And so I was like, what's your Bravo account? Like, so yeah, very random. It's I just feel like it's not random that you started like a Bravo account, like randomly one night because you stayed up late, which I do all the time. And I think I have great ideas. And then like, I email myself subject lines and it's like, send someone mac and cheese through the mail. And I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> all the time at night. <laughs> Well, two weeks ago I emailed the poor girl one of the girls that works with me Anna I email her things literally all night because I'm an insomniac and I emailed her literally cat dash and neither of us for weeks have been able to figure out what it actually meant um but I love that like you on a whim one like late one night like starts an Instagram and now you have like an ungodly amount of followers and, like literally one of the highest engagement rates I've ever seen that's why I'm like Saturn return this is meant to be I'm not an astrologer. I don't know shit, but yeah. I don't know. Well, it took off and, you know, I'm curious to see your chart and where that, when that happened, but um, yeah, whatever you're doing during that time can really be successful. Can I, 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 I have to explain myself. The reason why I asked that question is because like intuitively I was picking up that that is something you started on a whim and it was really successful, but it feels like it's not quite as fulfilling as you, I mean, again, all celebrities, anyone that's in the public eye, it's like not quite as fulfilling or glamorous as everyone makes it out to be, but that's your destiny is what it feels like. And so you're going to find something that really fulfills you and also is still like, so you might like use what you're, what you've learned or like the reach and like um, Ali mentioned the engagement that you have mm-hmm. to really create something that you love that's actually like fulfilling. And it feels like you're meant to like, I don't want to say help people at all. Om- I mean, yes, you're going to help people, but it almost feels like you're meant to like, um, change things like Hmm. you're like a change agent is what it feels like so I don't know I don't know what that means I have no idea but intuitively so that's why I was asking if you started on a whim because I heard like this thing you start on a whim and the thing that you do after your Saturn return ends is going to be very intentional yet equally as successful slash even more so and you're going to feel more fulfilled by it you don't have to tell me if you're fulfilled by your job or not but sorry Sorry, Maggie, not that we're trying to turn this on you, but just from like a PR communication standpoint, it's because she's changing the digital landscape. Like that's what's happening right now is people are taking back the control, right? Like we are now our own media networks. We are our own shows. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I totally get it. Um, And I get what you're saying. And Maggie's probably like, oh my God, are you all of you like free alien freaks? Um, Yes, yes, I I am. But yeah, (laughs) talking about the astrology, I was thinking, man, like I'm really curious about myself. Like, huh? No wonder. (laughs) Like the whole time, I the whole time I was when you were describing Erica, because to me it makes what you said about Erica sense. So, Mm -hmm. and I don't even. I mean, that's just me being like, this is how I view her and what I view as a situation. And so, as you're saying that, and it's all kind of aligning, I'm like, interesting because that's also how I just saw her or see her and the dates I'm all about the dates so mm-hmm. yeah I'm it's it's very interesting honestly well send me your chart your chart and I will tell you all. I was like we'll have to do a second we'll have to do part two <laughs> yeah like, part two coming to soon. go deep on Maggie as well. Maggie's <laughs> like I'm never coming back here 
Here me, here's me. I'm like, what's my chart? I don't even know. Of course. Start <laughs> yeah. finding your time of birth. That's really important. Okay. Yeah. I know my time of birth. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, you're better than I am. We had to like dig out my birth certificate. My mom was like, I don't know, morning. Oh well, <laughs> Literally. My, it was uh, my mom. This is weird, but she, and so off topic, but she, uh, I was the first child. And so she, said that I was born at 9 a.m. because that's when Regis and Kathy Lee started. She's a big, she always, she watched them every day. So oh. she, so it started like at nine and that's when I was born. So. Oh, I love that. Well, part two, we're going to deep dive on you, baby. Yeah. yeah I mean, Forget Erica and Tom. <laughs> no, I, the, everything you said about Erica, I was like, oh my gosh. And Tom, he's, to me, he's ruthless. Like we yeah. saw in past seasons too, he would, he would kind of belittle her. Yeah. And uh, well, he did, he didn't kind of, he did belittle her. And I mean, the way he was in the courtroom, I don't know. He, the guy's like, he's got three of those placements that are like, don't fuck with this man. He's resilient. So, oof. I would feel like you, I think, I think I try to channel Erica, like when you're young and amazing and like, um, you felt very protected with this man's energy and it felt very, um, I feel like real and legit. But as that energy starts to be around too much, ugh, it would feel like a prison cell. Well, sure. yeah, and the other thing too, she she, well, she talks about that in one of the episodes where she said in the beginning, he used to support me. She's like, he's the first one that would show yeah. up. He would like, not just financially, but also like in person. And like you said, with cancer rising support, it's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she's like, by the end, she's like, I was in Broadway for like two or three, whatever, four months on Broadway or whatever it was. And he never came to one right. show, not one mm-hmm. show, Broadway show. Like that's, you go on like private chain, like planes and stuff. Like there's no reason why you can't get there. Like, it's just insane. And so I've been picking up on like, or asking about their soul contract that I've been trying to tune into. And I really think, I think part of this was, that he was here to help her to step into like her power because he's so powerful as a person. And I think he was here to help support her. That's part of the soul contract. But, and I think the other pieces was for her to soften him a little bit and to teach him like nurturing. And he he just has none of that. Like, I just think there's no possibility, but that was something that their souls took on and it just, it didn't happen. And so now, now her soul contract is learn to step into her own power and like take the, what she's learned and like use it for herself and like but you're uh, right his jupiter is directly on her career so he brings um so i'm looking at their synastry now he brings luck and opportunity to her work and saturn's also there so he provides mm -hmm. and support so he was very beneficial for her career Mm -hmm. undoubtedly yeah and i truly believe that's part of their soul contract together i mean that was what they agreed to come in and do it's just he stopped holding up his end of the bargain and the question is like how much did she know about this stuff and when right I mean that's I think what's eventually gonna be the biggest question is how much and when because that's what's gonna to go deeper even if she knew much I still feel like she's probably scared of him and a victim herself yeah but that doesn't excuse her not caring about what's going on with other people and making it all about her but yeah. I can understand even if she kind of knew or was suspicious of it being mm-hmm. totally like, what the fuck can I do about it? Right. Yeah. Oh my it, God. Hurts. I'm like, I wouldn't want to fuck with that guy. Well, I now I can't here. wait until the fall to find out what like the last cycle of this is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 
I mean, I still want it to be summer selfishly for me, but like mm-hmm. now in the fall, I want to know what's going to happen. Yeah, so winter, something's going to like come to call. Shit's going to go down. Excited. I mean, for the, for the real housewives. Me, I'm excited. I'm excited. Like, so it's all. Kind of <laughs> we know what you mean don't worry we know what you mean TV. are we not all glued to this season oh Is my god crazy? glued I am glued so good it's I'm so happy too because I've always loved Beverly Hills and it's gotten so much shit for the last few seasons just for not being good and I, I, I get it but yeah I'm so glad now that everyone is loving it and just like oh we're all just like worshiping Kathy Hilton and like it's just fun oh my god it makes it fun I love Kathy Hilton yeah, it's fun again. Love Kathy. Love her. It's fun again as people's lives are falling apart. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like like people yeah, right? legit, their lives are falling apart. And but she's like, great. Oh, fun, I mean, I'm glad we're not. Um, it's all hunky dory. It's all hunky dory. This dude drove, drove off a cliff, and I'm like thinking about that nonstop. I'm like, did he, if he actually drove off a cliff, like that sucks. But I'm like, regardless, the story's ridiculous. No, it is yeah. crazy. Oh, like I, I loved when you were like, I have whiplash. So, I don't think um, he has dementia or ever will. He's got the most brilliant Mercury Sun conjunction in his chart in Gemini. So he is a smart fucking cookie. So all an act. I think it's yeah, but I was gonna say yeah. Maggie just nailed it. It's all an act. Like he's gonna use that to try and get out in court. Like there he's gonna start, and that's why she's probably whether she realizes it or not, like starting to say those things as well, like in the show, yeah. now it's recorded because she's afraid of him. Like I, you know, oh, I think she's sure. like, I don't want to say anything to the contrary, but yeah, I think it's an act. I don't, I don't. I That's don't what I was sensing in this last episode, but I mean, it's so did. hard. Cause it's like, you hate to speculate, but at the same time you're like, okay. You know what I mean? It's I, don't so know. Hard. I know. Resilient but. and smart is it, but he is old as fuck. I've never looked into it. <laughs> it's born in the 30s. I'm like, whoa, these are things that I have not looked into before. So he's well, really we're dragging you into it, Lauren. <laughs> he's like a little bit older than my grandparents, like or younger than my yeah. grandparents. Like, I mean, yeah. There, I mean, it's just it's all just so crazy, all of it. It is wild, but all right, I'm gonna pee my pants, so I'm gonna cut us <laughs> off here. Um <laughs> I don't care. Everybody can know I always have to pee. I literally don't care. Um, thank you guys so much. This honestly is one of my favorite episodes we've done, mostly because I got to talk about Real Housewives, mostly because I got to hear Lauren talk a lot, which is my favorite thing. But I also got to have like all of my favorite people in one room via Zoom, if you will. Um, so I think we'll have to do a part two about this, at least in the fall when stuff starts to come out. So thank you, Cindy, I'm not going to thank you because you're stuck with me every episode, but thank you so much to Lauren for coming back. You know, I'm a fangirl as well as Maggie, you know, I'm also a fangirl. I can't help it. So thanks guys. I hope you'll listen. I hope you'll listen. I hope you'll listen next time and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye guys.